You're listening to the Mid-Career GPS Podcast, episode number 88. As a mid-career professional, have you ever thought about job hopping? Now, I'm not talking about just leaving your job. I am talking about planning a series of steps in your career that is going to take you from where you are to where you want to be. But the thought creeps into your head that you might be tagged as a job hopper. What are you thinking about that? Is it something that you feel you shouldn't do? Or maybe you're actually considering doing it. Well, in today's episode, I am going to help you break down the advantages and disadvantages of job hopping, especially at the mid-career level, and why you should be paying attention to your thoughts and ideas and where it may help you. This is the Mid-Career GPS Podcast, and I'm your host, John Narrell. I am here with you each week to help you show up to find the job you love or love the job you have using my proven four-step formula. It's time to start building your mid-career GPS, so let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a great week. And today's conversation is going to be a little more relaxed, a little more exploratory, if you will, about this whole idea about job hopping. And I've got a couple of great stories I am going to share with you. But first, if you are not part of my private Facebook group, I want you to come on in. Go to Facebook and search for your mid-career GPS. And I want you to join a wonderful community of like-minded people who, like you, are all trying to figure out whatever is next for their careers. So you can click on the link in the show notes or go to Facebook and find your mid-career GPS, answer the membership questions, and come on in. It would be great to have you there. Now, you could imagine the excitement that I got when I recently received a text from my goddaughter telling me that she just landed a wonderful new job. Now, Lauren is a very, very special young woman. She's in her mid-20s. She has her master's degree. She got a great job after she graduated, and it was time for her to make a move. But when I got this text from her, a lot of things came back for me because I have known Lauren her entire life. As my goddaughter, she is someone whom I've had the honor and the privilege of watching grow up. And her parents are two very, very dear and special people in my life. Now, many of you know that I am a bowler, and it was through bowling that I got to meet Lauren's dad, Brian. It was actually kind of funny. We were bowling a tournament on Saturday, and he and I ended up in the final match of the tournament. I don't actually remember who won. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But what I do remember is that we tied. We tied at like 217, and then we had two ninth and 10th frame roll-offs. And when we were done, and you have to understand, so we're both left-handed. Brian was this tall man, but he had a very large presence. He was a big guy. 
And so not knowing him, there was a little part of me that was a little intimidated when he came off the approach and he looked at me and he said, hey, nice match. I'm going to tell you two things. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, I'm 5'8". So I had to look up. I was like, okay. And he said, uh, if you and I are ever in this position again, we should just split the money. You're a good guy. It's not change of life money. We're just bowling out here for fun. Let's just split. I said, okay, deal. The second thing he said to me was, I want you to come home and have dinner with me and my wife. And I did. And it was from that point on that they very quickly became not only dear friends, but what I like to call as family of choice. And I talk about this in my book, Show Up, Six Strategies to Lead a More Energetic and Impactful Career. But at the same time, I had a cancer scare. Brian was diagnosed with colon cancer. And he actually called me on the way home from the hospital when I was coming home from the hospital and to tell me that news. And as friends, you both have that moment, like, good grief, what the heck is happening to us? Well, five days later, I got news that my results were benign. I didn't have cancer. And he found out he had stage four liver cancer. We were blessed that he stayed with us for 27 months, but he died when Lauren was 12. And I watched Lauren grow up very quickly. Brian's wife, Diana, I watched go through a period of her life that none of us ever imagined. And so now I get this text from Lauren saying, hey, Uncle John, I just got this new job. So I had to call her up. And I was like, tell me all the details I want to know. And she goes, I got everything I wanted. She got the new job, new responsibilities, great company to work for, a really awesome raise in her salary, and 100% remote. She had her list. She went through all of those things. And I, when I asked her, how did she find the job? She said, somebody reached out to me. And I just thought it was worth having a conversation. Now, in your 20s, it might seem pretty reasonable that you might job hop. But in order to have this conversation with you today, you know I like my definitions. I'm going to ground it in a definition from an article on Indeed dated back to September 1st, 2021. Interestingly, right around the time of the Great Resignation. But Indeed defined the term job hopping as, quote, the practice of holding multiple jobs in a relatively short time. It's generally defined as holding a position for less than two years. Frequent job changes, once seen as a negative mark on resumes, have become more common in today's work environment, end quote. Keeping that in mind as a frame for what you understand job hopping to be, I want to frame this conversation as it's we're now at a place in time in our professional lives and careers that we kind of expect it from people in their 20s. If they're going to make moves, they're going to make them by leaving and going somewhere else. 
I'm going to link up in the show notes to an interview I did with Teresa McGann from Hallmark about being organizationally loyal. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, make it a point to go back because there are some great tips and information about staying within a company and figuring out ways to navigate internally and promote yourself from within. Job hoppers, we're talking about those people who are leaving the organization and going somewhere else. And it is expected when you are first starting out that you may have a few jobs on your resume. When I was going through that phase in my career, it was definitely taboo. It was not something you wanted on your resume because you were deemed as someone who was a flight risk, somebody who wasn't really invested in being there at the company. And so the perception became whether or not it was really worth a company to invest their time, effort, and energy in you, not to mention the money, if you were just going to pick up and leave 12 to 24 months later. But we know things have changed. And because of the great resignation and because of the pandemic, one of the things we have seen without a doubt is a reawakening around what is important for your professional life. I get messages from people on LinkedIn who talk about how their work-life balance is all out of whack. And if you've not had a chance to listen to my conversation with Dr. Melissa Clark on last week's episode about addressing workaholism, it's such a great conversation. You need to go back and listen to that as well. Because if you're feeling or knowing as if you are a workaholic and you want something different in your work life, you have the ability to change that. The organization is not going to come to you and say, hey, I noticed you're working really hard. Let's just give you some time off and let's decrease your work responsibilities by 25%. It's not going to happen. But you might be thinking a job change or a pivot, and you might be thinking you may be tagged as a job hopper depending on where your resume has been. So if you're the employee and you're looking to make that pivot, or if you are someone in a capacity where you are interviewing and screening applicants and looking at resumes, you might be concerned about job hoppers as well. And that's why this conversation is important. So I want you to just pause for a minute. You can pause the recording if you want. I just want you to take a moment and get clear about what are your thoughts about somebody who you believe is a job hopper. All right. Did you pause it? Did you really, did you really take a moment to pause it and think about it? So if you're on your run, I get probably you didn't do that, but what are your thoughts about being a job hopper? There are some advantages and disadvantages to that. And I want to begin here by saying it is all about your mindset. You need to be aware of what your thoughts are around job hopping and how it pertains to you as well as somebody else. If you are job hopping in your 30s, there better be a really clear reason as to why you are doing it. And if you are job hopping in your 40s, usually 
it's because something didn't work out in the job you were previously in. I have seen this with people I've worked with where they got laid off during the pandemic or company had to make some some changes or some downsizing and they took an early buyout and now they're looking to go back somewhere else. The clearer you are on your reasons, the better you are at telling the story and addressing any perceptions that someone may have about how viable a candidate you are in your particular field. Making a switch with a job might be perceived as job hopping, but it may also be seen as a way for you to continually level up your career. We can look at the titles and the responsibilities in the roles and can see a natural progression for how you've been developing throughout your career. Again, it comes back to the story you are telling, the story you are telling yourself and the story you are telling the other people. We need to make sure that that story is the same. That is important because the story has to be believable. This is not about enabling. This is not about sugarcoating things. This is about being very, very clear about why you left one company and went somewhere else. So there are some advantages to job hopping. The first thing is it is about mobility. You have an opportunity to advance your career and you decided to take it. Understandably, there may be some risks and we'll talk about that in a moment. But if you are in a place where you are actively looking to grow and move your career, When opportunities come and you welcome them by showing up to explore what they are and what they might mean for your career, you may take them. And along with mobility comes exposure. You may be exposed to new kinds of work, new industries, new responsibilities, new opportunities that you may never have gotten in your prior organization because organizationally, they were not available to you. When you go to job hop, you might be looking at different salary increases. It goes without saying that the younger and more entry level you are, the greater percentages of increases you will see when it comes to your salary and overall compensation, because it is, in all honesty, an easier investment for companies to make. For example, let's say you're making $50,000. If you go to a new company and you level up and they are offering you a $25,000 raise because that is in line with your skill set and that is in line with the position you're going to be taking, a 50% raise is huge. It is also unlikely that if you're making $100,000, you're going to get a 50% raise. In some industries, perhaps, but you need to be aware of what are the salary increases you're going to make. Sometimes candidates shy away from any kind of thoughts or conversations around money. And if you haven't listened to my conversation with Laura Rotter back, I think it's episode 67. That's another really good one to go back and listen to. Again, it is your thoughts around money. There is nothing wrong, in my opinion, for simply saying, 
I left a job because I had an opportunity for more responsibilities and more money. And at that time, that was important for me. I'm not saying divulge what you were making, but it is about honoring the money conversation because after all, money is important. Money allows us to do certain things. It allows us to meet our responsibilities, take care of our loved ones, pay for things, have some fun, donate to the charities that are important to us. Money allows us to do things. Let's not overlook that. Another advantage for job hopping is to help you figure out whether or not it's the right fit. When I'm working with my clients one-on-one, and especially when I'm working with clients who are in their mid to late 30s, one of the things they get coached on is growing roots. It is about finding that organization that you are going to land in and you are going to grow roots for a while. One of the best pieces of advice I got years ago in my career was that in your 20s, you're trying to figure things out. In the 30s, you are mastering what it is you are really good at, and you are setting yourself up for your 40s, which are your wealth-building years, where you are going to be organizationally loyal and committed to that company, and you are going to find ways to move internally and grow your roots there. So by the time you get to your 50s, you are either seen as being highly valuable and you will stay there or you are well-positioned financially to make a career pivot because you are of extreme value to somebody else based upon what you have done and how long you have been at your previous organization. Job hopping because you haven't found the right fit is a viable reason, but it is also your responsibility to help you figure that out. If your resume looks like every year or two you have moved to another job, this is where perception can play against you. So here are some of the disadvantages to job hopping. You may come across a hiring manager, HR representative, or interviewer who may consider you to be a flight risk and not worth making the investment to come to their company because they're afraid you're going to leave. You may have to address that in an interview. And again, this is where getting very clear on your story is vital in terms of how you tell it and build the relationship with the hiring manager. Sometimes you have to call it out. Sometimes you have to give a really good reason as to why you are planning to leave an organization you have only been with for six to eight months or maybe less than a year. There are circumstances as to why you choose to leave. If you are leaving on your own accord, those circumstances are contingent as far as how much you want to or don't share with someone you're interviewing with. But you have to know the circumstances. And in that, I want to say this. If you see a pattern in why you are leaving jobs, If you're saying things to yourself and your colleagues and your friends, my boss doesn't get me. I'm misunderstood. I'm undervalued and underutilized. And you have seen that across every job. I'm going to need you to look in the mirror. I'm going to need you to look in the mirror and be really clear whether it's them or you and figure that one out. Because if you're telling yourself a story that isn't really true and you're lying to yourself, 
you are going to have a difficult time finding whatever job is next. Be clear about the circumstances and reasons as to why you are leaving and job hopping. Because a really good interviewer, a really good hiring manager is going to be able to decipher some of those things out in the interview. And then you're going to sit there and you're going to say, well, it's my resume or it's my LinkedIn or I'm getting these interviews and I'm never getting to the final round. And you're going to think it's everything else when it's you. It's your situation, your circumstances, and your story that you're telling yourself that's going to need a lot of cleaning up. The last thing is this. If you are somebody who has been at various organizations, you have been laid off. You've been laid off because of the pandemic. You have been laid off because the company wasn't performing well. The company was acquired and restructured and you were first person in, last person, you know, uh, last person in, first person out is what I meant to say. Those are different circumstances. Those are circumstances that in all actuality were beyond your control in that they came to you and said, look, this isn't performance-based this is the circumstance. This is the situation. That is different. You need to be clear about how they are different for you and how you're telling that story when you're going to interview somebody else with somebody else. Look, these things are not easy. We would love to think that our tolerance or acceptance level of the job where we are at is good enough that we are able to just go through the motions. There are days, I'm sure, when you love your job, and there are days, I'm sure, when you hate it. If there are more days when you love it, you're probably in a good spot. If you find yourself laying awake at night, if you find yourself talking to your spouse, your friends, your colleagues about how much you don't like your job and you need to change and you're unsure of what that looks like, that's where you and I should talk. Now, one of the things that I offer is a really wonderful qualifying call to see if coaching is the right fit. There is no cost involved in that. You and I have an initial call. If coaching is worth exploring and you're ready to make that investment into one-on-one coaching, I'm going to make an offer for you to come to a coaching consult. And we're going to have a longer conversation around your goals and what it is that you're looking for, how to help you clear clear up your story and tell it from a place of value and service. I'm going to help you build your mid-career GPS by helping you prepare, position, promote who you are and what you do, and help you show up to find that job you love or love the job you already have. If that's something of interest to you, you can go to my website, there's a contact form there. You can email me at john at johnnerrell.com, or you can just download that free offer that's right there on my website with all of the mid-career GPS resources that you can get for free. Come into my email list. Email me from there. You can do that as well. But now is a great time for you to explore one-on-one coaching, and I can help you Figure out what's going on in your career path so you can stop feeling miserable, stop feeling 
disgruntled and unsatisfied and unhappy with where you're going. And let's transform and get you the results that you want. So you're happier going to work. You have better work-life balance. You're making the money you deserve. You're building better relationships with your boss, your colleagues, your team members, and your clients. And you are having the best time you have ever had in your career. And if that's a job hop, that's a job change, that's a pivot, it doesn't matter. It is just about getting you to where you want to be. And I can help you with that. All right, my friends, I hope today was helpful. Once again, congratulations to my goddaughter, Lauren, on your wonderful new job. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. And just like Lauren and everybody else that's in here, remember, we build our mid-career GPSs one mile or one step at a time, and how we show up matters. Make it a great rest of your day. 